Welcome to Business Beyond the Mic, where we join Carly Van Heerden, CEO and founder of We Edit Podcasts, and her guests as they step behind the mic and deep dive into the business of podcasting. What does it look like to create, launch, and sustain a successful show? How do you find the right guests? And how to successfully build and monetize a podcasting brand? They're uncovering how others got started, unpacking the challenges they faced along the way, the strategies they used, and discovering just how they did it. So you can too. This is Business Beyond the Mic. Together, let's uncover the art of podcasting. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Business Beyond the Mic. I'm your host, Carly Van Heerden. Today on the show, we welcome Nathaniel Ernst. Nathaniel is a professional kinesiologist and personal trainer right here in Calgary, Alberta. He is the owner-operator of NateFit, Integrated Fitness and Nutrition, taking a sustainable approach to health and fitness focused on creating small habits that lead to lasting lifestyle change. He is also the host of the Down and Dirty podcast, which serves as a valuable extension of NateFit's mission by delving into various topics related to health and fitness. The podcast is designed to engage and educate audience through insightful discussions with a diverse range of guests, including inspiring individuals, health professionals, athletes, coaches, celebrities, and more. During our conversation, we dive into how Nate's desire to learn and help others truly inspired the launch of his podcast. He also reminds us that we are not alone in those initial fears that we face when launching a podcast. And in fact, our health and fitness journeys share many parallels. From there, we dive into how Nate uses his podcast to expand his knowledge to better serve his clients, truly integrating it into the fabric of his business. In fact, he also reminds us to value our time and recognize that it is the best investment that you can make for your podcast. This was such an inspiring conversation, so let's get into it. Nathaniel, welcome to Business Beyond the Mic. It is so great to have you on the show today. Yes, thank you for having me, Carly. Well, I know you have such a curious mind and you're always learning about such a crazy amount of topics and I'm sure we're going to get into everything, but why don't you start us off by telling us a bit more about yourself, your business, your brand, and of course your podcast. Yes. So I grew up in a small town, Alberta. That's where it all started. I was a small, insecure kid growing up and that sparked my interest in health and fitness. So from the day I was able to hit the weight room in junior high, I was in there every single day after school wanting to be big and strong like the other kids. And so that drove a lot of my passion through high school. And then after high school, I saw all these changes in my body and I wanted to understand why they happened. So that led me to go on to university and take a degree in exercise science, which is essentially just a kinesiology degree. And I was the student in university that sat at the edge of the seat in my class. And after the professor was done, I would go straight to the gym and try to apply what I had learned to gain an upper edge or make sure that I understood the concepts and I could apply them to myself. So after university, I tried to decide what I was going to do. With a kinese degree, there's not a lot of options. You can go to chiropractic school, you can go into physiotherapy, 
but I had more an interest in performance and how to get the body to adapt. So I decided to combine my passion for health and fitness and my passion for helping others. And that's where I started Nate Fit in 2017. And Nate Fit, so we've been going for just about six years now. And the core philosophy of Nate Fit revolves around the concept of integrating health and fitness. So this means instead of relying on quick fixes or extreme diets, extreme exercise plans, Nate Fit focuses on helping clients make small, sustainable lifestyle changes. I had gone through a lot of my life trying to find these quick fixes with diet, with exercise, and understanding that they're not sustainable. So in order to help our clients the most, we really emphasize the importance of building and maintaining small, manageable habits over time. And this approach is grounded in the idea that we want to make a lifestyle change. We want to give a client the gift of health. We don't want them to just accomplish a quick goal and that's the end of it. And so our services rely mostly on in-person training. We do offer online services as well. But something about me, and I'll talk about a little later in the podcast, is I really enjoy connecting with others. And that in-person training allows us to do that. A lot of our clients will see us more than they see their friends. And so making that connection allows us to not only educate them, but inspire them as well. And I think that's a very important piece of making a lifestyle change and focusing on your health and fitness. And then that led me to making the podcast. And that serves as an extension of Nate Fit's mission by delving into various health and fitness related topics. It explores a wide range of subjects within health and fitness. It has a diversity of guests on the podcast, whether that's experts in health and fitness, coaches, athletes, and then inspiring stories. That's one thing with a health and fitness journey as well is I like to share other people's journeys. Information is important when starting a health and fitness journey, but I think inspiration is also important. Most people's journey starts with inspiration. So we try to include that in the podcast as well. And the primary goal is to equip listeners with actionable tools and knowledge. I want to share knowledge with the listeners while I learn. And you had mentioned that I'm a very curious person. Yeah. So that comes out on the podcast. And I like to be curious for the listeners or for our audience. And this is done through conversations. I try not to make it an interview. I want people to really get to know the guest and feel a part of the conversation. That's how I learn best. And I think that's a great way to engage the audience as well. Let's talk about the name of the podcast. How did you decide on, well, you can share with listeners what it is and how did you decide that's what you wanted to call it? Yeah. So the down and dirty podcast, yes. it's not what you think of when you think <laughs> of health and fitness, but your husband, Jacques, inspired me to start the podcast. He kind of gave me that push and we were trying to come up with names and we wanted something that when you heard it, you were curious. It kind of caught your ear. In the Down and Dirty podcast, we dive into subjects within health and fitness, but it's also a little provocative. <laughs> yeah. So when you see the name, you, it sparks a curiosity like, okay, it's health and fitness. It's called Down and Dirty. What is that about? So that was kind of the inspiration behind the name. I love that because it's not just another covering copy of all the other fitness podcasts that really, like you said, it does capture people's attention. And it, it's true, though, because it's true to you who you are. You like to get your hands dirty with everything that you're experiencing. And 
from testing things on your own body to helping your clients go through the process. And, you know, I can testify because I've had the privilege to train with Nate and he definitely makes you work on everything that you are not good at. <laughs> so, and that's a way to get better, which is awesome. And I just love to see you implement it in the whole of your life, including your podcast and just listening to the things that you want to achieve with your show and even with your business and everything, it's so inspiring because it's true. When people are listening or looking for advice on things, that inspiration story, somebody else's experience with it is so much more of a driver to do something than just like, this is what you have to do. Here's how to do it. It's great to see that story. And, you know, I had a, a guest on my podcast, just touching on the inspirational story there. I had a guest on my podcast that was a above the knee amputee. And he had all these hopes and dreams before he lost his leg. And he accomplished every single one of those dreams and goals after he lost his leg. And so for people that are starting a health and fitness journey, and they see this big uphill battle, at the end of the day, it's not that challenging. Like you may see all these barriers, this big uphill battle, but if you just take those incremental steps, you can get there. And by seeing someone else that's climbed a mountain and had tons of adversity and still was able to accomplish his goals, I think that serves as an important inspiration for other people. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about obstacles and challenges, was there anything that you found difficult when starting your podcast when you thought about launching it that you could share with others to help them overcome it? As far as obstacles, I would say the biggest one is getting comfortable. So first off, getting comfortable with myself. Whenever you start a podcast, there's the fear. For me, it's the fear of criticism. Mm. So when you have a conversation with someone, you record it and you put it out there, you open yourself up to scrutiny and that can be scary. So that was definitely an obstacle was overcoming the things within myself, the insecurities. Another one is, and this is something that I didn't think about when starting the podcast, but the ability to make somebody feel comfortable in conversation. Most of my podcasts are done in person and that creates a challenge. Whenever you have a guest on and you don't know them very well, you're sitting in front of them, there's an awkwardness, especially once you press that record button. So one of the challenges that I had to learn quite quickly was how to make somebody feel comfortable in the first five minutes of the podcast. So that may be complimenting them, finding passion points for them that will get them talking. So I would say that was one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome quickly in order to make the podcast flow properly. Yeah, I had a guest on with one of my previous episodes and she talked about multiplexing, the technique where you're finding different touch points that you have in common with that person. So you're actually creating this web and weaving it together. So then that foundation becomes stronger and stronger and it makes them more comfortable because they feel like they're not alone in sitting there next to you because you're relating on all these different points. And it's just so interesting to see how to use that in a space like podcasting. But why do you see like now you're doing this virtual interview with me? Do you prefer being in person or what do you think so far? <laughs> I obviously prefer being in person. There's a lot of interaction that happens in person that you can't get through a screen. And then I don't have any video for my podcast yet. So it's a lot less pressure. <laughs> uh, as soon as you start taking a video as well, there is a little bit more pressure because the camera's yeah. on you the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I prefer the in-person interaction, but obviously as I get more guests and expand my podcast, I'm going to have to focus a little bit more on virtual. Well, so far, it's the same obstacle. You see the camera, you get nervous. And then how many episodes in you're like, oh, this is just how I look and everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, And I'm the type of person where I don't enjoy talking as much. I enjoy asking questions and getting information out of the guest. That's what I'm good at with my you know, natural curiosity. But as soon as the camera's on me and I'm forced to talk, that's where I struggle and something that I will have to develop because some of my audience has requested that I talk more on the podcast. And so I've had a couple guests interview me, but something that I still need to develop and, you know, an insecurity of mine that I am continually working on. Well, I mean, obviously the format of doing those solo episodes, I, I've seen a lot of people do really well with those because again, your audience is there to listen to what you have to offer them, not always just the guests. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see you pull out some of those solo episodes and teach yeah. us some things, Nate. <laughs> it'll come, it'll come. Well, I mean, you've had some incredible guests on from dentists and celebrities. You had Joe Keery on the show and you've had people who help and serve the community. Out of all these people you've had, what have been like some of the most surprising benefits of being able to create a podcast with these incredible guests? So for me, it's about connecting with people. I think that is one of the most important parts of life is the ability to connect with others. That's what gives our life fullness. And that was something that I started to notice throughout the podcast is I have this unique opportunity to have these guests on where I probably wouldn't have had a deep conversation with them before. And I get to sit down and I get to connect with them for, you know, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And that is something that I never expected with the podcast, but something that I focus on and I thoroughly enjoy. That's what I see is so common is that connection piece. That's what makes us human, right? We love to connect with others and especially with being through the pandemic and everything and having that distance for such a long time. I've seen podcasts keep people and communities together, which is so great. So when you are going into a conversation with somebody, let's say with the dentist, how do you then figure out how to relate that to fitness or health? Overall, like, what do you tailor your questions to? Or is it just like that innate curiosity that you have that helps you drive that conversation? Yeah, it's mostly just the innate curiosity. I'm a big science nerd. So it started with the body. I wanted to know how the body worked. I do listen to a lot of podcasts as well, but I'm very interested in science. So as soon as you start talking about the mouth, like I've gone over oral health before and wanted to know, you know, like I know there's bacteria in the body. We have bacteria, you know, on the surface of our skin, in our mouth. How does that affect our health? Because I know it does have an impact. And I actually listened to a podcast years ago with a dentist on it. So that sparked a lot of curiosity for me. I got some information from that podcast and that allowed me to ask these in-depth questions during the dentist podcast. So with Dr. David Zhu, it was great. It was great. <laughs> so much that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And again, the one thing I like about it is I try to think of questions. Yes, I prepare questions. Yes, I research my guest. But during the conversation, I try to ask questions that I would just normally ask somebody in a conversation that probably the audience is wondering 
as we go through. So I do a lot of just questions on the fly, aside from my prepared questions, just as my curiosity runs during the conversation. And, you know, that allows kind of the audience to connect with the podcast as well, because it is probably questions that they're also thinking. Yeah. Have you built a community around your podcast or like in a way that it supports your business and your brand? We're still working on building that. I'm trying to connect the podcast with our blog, which we're currently working on on our website, and try to build a little bit of community through that. So the goal is to provide valuable information to the audience. And that will obviously generate leads in the future. So the overarching goal is to build a community. But yeah, we're still in the works with that one. Yeah, because that could be like such a great archive of incredible information for your audience to go and pull from not only the podcast, but the blog as well. And then you can provide them with all these variety of topics and things that they can dive into then because you've covered it with an expert in the field. Yeah. And there's an aspect of health that a lot of people don't think about. And like, again, oral health, you go to the dentist, you don't really think about it until you have to go or until something goes wrong. And it's not something you look forward to. So at least now, We cover such a diverse range of topics where it gets people thinking about different aspects of their health and how they can take care of themselves better. And yes, like you said, then we'll have an archive or, you know, even a blueprint of, you know, when you're looking at your health, here's the different aspects of your health that you have to think about. Because some people don't even know. They were never taught or educated on that. So that kind of sheds some light on those topics for our listeners. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what has been your most incredible, inspiring story that you've had on the show so far? (laughs) Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) I've had quite a few. Yeah. You know, I would have to say that it is the Chris Cedarstrand, the one who is the, I mentioned before, the above the knee amputee, where again, his whole life got turned upside down. And he had all these goals and aspirations. One was to be a firefighter. And what are the chances that you're going to become a firefighter after you lose your leg? And he was the first above the knee amputee firefighter in North America. And he just never gave up on his dreams, his mindset. And that was the biggest thing I noticed in the podcast, even from talking with him before. He just had this mindset that he could do anything. And it didn't matter what his circumstances were. He was going to continue to work towards his goals. And that one was one that really resonated with our audience and one that I continue to share with others. Yeah, and absolutely, because then it makes your fear for being on camera seem so small if you put it in. I always say you have to just get perspective when you are starting something new, afraid of something or fear shows up. It doesn't discount your fear because it's real to you at that moment. But if you gain that new perspective and seeing what other people have accomplished, they didn't melt, they didn't fade away, they just persevered and went through. So yeah, anybody can do it. That's what I love about your podcast too. I've listened to quite a few episodes now and listening to other people's stories, Yeah, understanding that they have a lot of the same fears that I had when starting a podcast. So knowing that you're not alone and, you know, it's natural to have these fears and that, you know, everyone's starting from somewhere. And I was worried at the beginning of my podcast that they weren't going to be good podcasts. No one was going <laughs> to listen to them. You have to start somewhere. And yeah. just knowing that I can continue to improve kept me going. Yeah. Absolutely. And talking about like knowing when things resonate with your audience, what kind of metrics do you look at then for those episodes? Yeah. So I primarily use 
just the download metric, seeing how many downloads per week. And that gives me an idea of, you know, we have ideally a set amount of downloads per week and that will slowly increase. But as soon as you see a spike in the downloads, when you release an episode or a couple days after, that lets you know that it's gained some traction and your audience is sharing that episode with other people. So the downloads, I feel like is a big metric and there's, there's a lot behind those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. This has been so inspiring, Nate. I feel like we should jump into those fun questions to get our brains and our curiosity flowing and see what you come up with. So we're going to do those quick fire questions. And the first one is, how has podcasting changed the way you do business or life? Okay, I'm going to try to keep this as quick as possible. No, Um, go for it. Dive in. (laughs) Uh, But the biggest way is my interactions with other people. Again, sitting down in a podcast, in a room with a stranger and having an intimate conversation, that has changed the way that I connect with people. And also that translates to my business because I'm having those interactions with clients. A lot of clients are coming in in a vulnerable state. They're coming in after work when they've had a bad day. So really focus on connecting with them, actively listening to them, asking them questions. The podcast has definitely changed the way that I do that and the way that I think about it. Wow. I love that. And it's true. You're, you've said it before, like you never know what that person's got going on that day and they might see you more than their friends. So <laughs> you have to be equipped yourself to handle those types of conversations, which is amazing. So next one, what are your top tools or non-negotiable investments as a podcaster? For me, the most non-negotiable investment is the investment of my time and energy into understanding the guest before the podcast. Yeah. What do you do for research? As far as research, so I'll research the guest and I'll research the topic. I'll use a lot of Google. I'll look at some blogs. Sometimes I'll listen to podcasts on the topics, but going in prepared so I can be my best, ask the most insightful questions, and then really focus on finding the guest's interest as well. So as far as non-negotiables, it is definitely the investment of me and my time into that guest. That's refreshing to hear because people don't value their time and it is such an investment. It's, yeah, I love it. Well, and the guest is taking the time to come on my podcast to share with others. So I want to make sure that I'm showing them that I value that by investing my time and showing an interest in them and their expertise. Yeah, absolutely. So switching gears here, what is a podcasting fail or a big learning lesson that you've had along this journey? Uh, the biggest one I would say is not having my intros prepared after the podcast. So I record my intro separately. And I think you've run into this problem too, is where you don't record the intro immediately after the podcast. There's a lot of things that come up in the podcast that inspire you. And then when you record the intro afterwards, I find I'm a lot more engaged in the intro and I'm excited to talk about it and talk about what we covered in the podcast. And then I've left it for a couple of days and then came back in and tried to record the intro. And I'm trying to think of what we talked about in the podcast. And so the intro doesn't capture the podcast as much as it could. And so I would say that that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is make sure you record the intro immediately after the podcast. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree. Honestly, in the beginning, I did the same thing. I thought, oh, I need to soak it up. I need to review it and all this stuff. But your time is valuable. You don't have to 
do this every time and that your energy is different. I find that your energy when recording that intro right afterwards is like, yes, you're on fire. You've just been through this incredible conversation and you want to share it with your listeners right now where, yeah, that changes. So great advice there. (laughs) (laughs) So last one, I know you love talking about yourself and what you do, but this has been so great. I want to know if money or time were not a factor, what would you do next with your podcast? I would spend more time doing podcasts. (laughs) It is one thing that I really enjoy with my work because I'm with clients a lot of the day, it does take a lot of my energy. And so the podcast is obviously another project that takes a lot of my energy with the amount of research, the conversation, the recording afterwards. So yeah, I would say I would spend more time on my podcast if money were no option. Money or time were were no issue. And try to find guests around the world. I would travel, have conversations with people in other countries. And that would, yeah, open up the door to, again, be able to have those meaningful conversations, connections with people in different environments. Yeah. I remember one of your episodes, you actually mentioned, you know, like, because the health space here or the gym culture might be different than fitness in Europe or South America or somewhere else. So that'd be so interesting to see the perspectives of people around the world. Wow. I love it. Well, Nate, is there anything else you would love to share with a new podcaster looking to start out and just some advice or encouragement that you can give them today? My biggest piece of advice is just be you. Be authentically you. Don't have this picture in your head of what the podcast should be or who you should be. People want to know who you are. So, be authentically you in the podcast, and that will bring out the best in your guests as well. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Nate. This has been so inspiring and just hearing your story and what you've accomplished in your life and just helping other people just get out there and do it is one of the biggest things for this show. And you've really just helped us be inspired today. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Carly. Yeah. And thanks everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Business Beyond the Mic with your host, Carly Van Heerden. We love having you join us on this journey of uncovering the art of podcasting. If you found value in today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating or review and let us know what resonated with you or what didn't your feedback really helps us make this podcast the best that it can be and be sure to connect with us across all our social platforms join us again next time as we step behind the mic with another amazing guest and dig even deeper to uncover the art of podcasting until then see you next time This is a We Edit Podcast production.